The hour to which the podcast adjourned having arrived, the podcast is now in order. Let's gavel in for this week's State House Takeout with the reporters on top of Beacon Hill at the State House News Service. Here's Sam Doran. The gambling landscape in Massachusetts could be significantly reshuffled before the first legal hands of poker or blackjack are even dealt. The Gaming Commission moved ahead this week with its investigation of Steve Wynn, and uh, reports surfaced this week suggesting that Wynn Resorts might be trying to sell the casino it's building up there in Everett. Now, Colin Young is here to fill us in on the flurry of activity and speculation in the gaming world this week. Colin, what's the latest? Hey, Sam. The latest is that uh, the Wall Street Journal reported Thursday Wynn Resorts and MGM Resorts International are in talks uh, over a possible sale of the $2.5 billion resort casino uh, Wynn Resorts has been building in Everett. Uh, Wynn Boston and Wynn Resorts, uh, based out of Las Vegas, uh, did not respond uh, to the news service when we uh, called to ask them about uh, these rumors. Uh, MGM, in a statement, said that it wouldn't comment on speculation or rumors, uh, but insisted that it is uh, committed to the opening of its MGM Springfield project, uh, which is expected to be the state's first full-scale casino that's expected to open in September. Of course, any sale between Wynn and MGM uh, would complicate things for the Mass Gaming Commission because of state regulations uh, that prohibit gambling companies from owning and operating more than one casino in the state. So, of course, if this sale goes through and MGM does purchase the Everett project, uh, something would have to be done with MGM Springfield, and that would complicate things uh, for regulators. And this talk of a possible sale seemed to pick up Thursday after the Gaming Commission met and talked about its investigation into Steve Wynn. Uh, Where does that investigation stand, and how might that be playing into these sale rumors? Yeah, the Gaming Commission's Investigations Bureau uh, is looking into a January Wall Street Journal report that detailed an alleged decades-long pattern of sexual misconduct by Steve Wynn himself. That investigation is ongoing, but the Wynn folks have asked that the Gaming Commission remove Steve Wynn, uh, who has resigned from the company and divested from the company, as a qualifier. That's someone who has to meet the state's strict suitability standards. Uh, The Gaming Commission uh, took sort of an unusual step Thursday and agreed that they'll hold a public meeting probably in the next three weeks uh, to determine whether Steve Wynn is still a qualifier. They specifically want to know, even if he's resigned and divested, whether he has any residual influence over the company that bears his name. That hearing should be probably the first week of May. All right. Thanks, Colin. Thanks a lot, Sam. A planned merger of Beth Israel and Leahy Health would produce a new 13 hospital system. The Boston City Council held a hearing on that this week and how the proposal would affect patients in the Boston area. Uh, Katie Lannon, you went to the hearing. How would this change the healthcare landscape in eastern Massachusetts? Yes, yeah, Sam, it actually has the potential to change it quite significantly. It's the, the biggest merger healthcare transaction that's been talked about in Massachusetts in decades. And it would create the second largest healthcare system in the state with 13 hospitals. A thousand primary care physicians and thousands more specialists. It's a big deal. Um, the system would provide about a quarter of the inpatient care in Massachusetts, making it the second largest system after partners, 
which has 27% of inpatient care. So between those two systems, that would be more than half of inpatient care in Massachusetts. And that's a really significant thing to have that much market share in the hands of just two entities. So what are the pros? What are the cons? Who's who's on what side of this debate? Um, so there, obviously, the Beth Israel and Leahy folks are, are strongly in favor with it. And one of their arguments is that they need to come together in order to be able to create meaningful competition with partners in the marketplace. You know, we heard from this week from the folks at Leahy that there isn't competition in the Massachusetts healthcare market right now. Now, at the other end of the spectrum, even though Leahy and Beth Israel are saying that they'll provide high quality, lower cost care, people are worried about the prices with that kind of market consolidation. If you have more clout to negotiate, um, we heard from the head of Tufts Medical Center, Rival Hospital, that they're worried about how this might destabilize the market. And of course, individuals are worried about their own health care bills. And that's something people are, are always ready to bring up. It's a big concern for a lot of people. To be sure. All right. Thanks, Katie. Thank you. A lot of scrutiny of Mount Ida College this week following their announced acquisition by UMass Amherst. Mike Norton, you've been following this story. Uh, what's new this week? Well, Sam, Mount Ida College is a small college, uh, comparably speaking, in Newton with about 1,450 undergraduates. But boy, have a lot of people heard about it now. Its closure has become a big story, and I think a big part of that has to do with how it was announced with uh, very little forewarning. Uh, the Mount Ida story is stirring up a lot of feelings about anxiety, about affordability, opportunity, and I'd say the college market. Uh, the students, it's for students, it's never a good thing to learn your college is closing abruptly. But uh, if there's one thing these students have going for them, it's that there are a lot of colleges in Massachusetts and a lot of public officials who want to make sure the students are uh, taken care of and not displaced. So what we've seen is UMass is trying to place uh, Mount Ida students at its campuses, but there are also efforts afoot to place students at nearby campuses at, say, Regis College and LaSalle College. The Board of Higher Ed is also involved, and they're planning to meet with Mount Ida officials in Boston next week to talk about closure plans and other options for students. But this has triggered uh, sort of a larger, broader debate, isn't that right? I'd say so, yes. Uh, well, any movement in the college market here always makes waves, and I spoke with Chris Gabrielli this week, the chairman of the Board of Higher Ed, and he told me to watch out for additional college closures and consolidations, particularly, I'd say, at institutions with smaller endowments uh, that depend heavily on tuition for cash flow. Uh, so clearly, this deal is partially about UMass Amherst making a play for a valuable property. It's strategically located near eastern Massachusetts and the job base there. And since it's a real estate deal and an acquisition, there were efforts to keep the talks under wraps. Now, because of that, it came as a shock to many people. So while the flagship campus, they might see this as just striking when an opportunity presents itself, the flip side of that is the deal angered some people at the UMass Boston campus and in the Massachusetts Senate. Now, UMass Boston has been experiencing some budget problems for years. It's been well documented. Although it's been working its way out of those difficulties, and I'd say uh, there's a lot of construction activity on that campus, and it should signal a brighter future there. Um, in the Senate, senators echoed some of the concerns about equity across the UMass system. Uh, while each UMass campus manages its own budget and has a certain level of autonomy, it appears some UMass officials will soon be called back to Beacon Hill to answer more questions about this Mount Ida acquisition. 
Uh, now, underlying this whole de- debate, Sam, is the, uh, the larger higher education questions about student, student loans and student debts. Um, the prospects brightened f- this week for the Student Loan Bill of Rights legislation, which passed the Senate and was, is moved on to the House. All right. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. The fishing industry is up in arms about plans to construct wind farms in the waters south of Martha's Vineyard. A group wrote to Governor Charlie Baker asking for a possible delay and other changes. Andy Metzger, you've been covering this. What has these fishermen groups so riled up? Well, the ocean is vast, but so are the planned wind farms that proponents say would produce hundreds of megawatts of electricity. There are three entities vying for the contract, and vessel owners wrote to the governor and they said that there's been little coordination between the competing projects. That said, at least one of the offshore developers, Vineyard Wind, said that they will arrange the turbines in a grid pattern so that boats can more easily get get through and fish in the area. So fishermen have proposed potentially delaying the selection of a project and asked officials to curtail the size of the projects that are approved. They want to designate New Bedford as the go-between for the ancient fishing industry and the emerging offshore wind sector. So why New Bedford? Two centuries ago, New Bedford was the center of offshore energy and fishing wrapped up in one, whaling. Uh, Whales were hunted for their blubber, which was used back then to light lamps. And now New Bedford is deeply connected to the modern fishing industry, especially scallops. It's the number one port in the nation in terms of value of catch. And it's also going to be the staging area for these offshore wind projects. So the fishing interests that wrote to the governor think the whaling city would be a natural fit to resolve disputes between fishing and wind. And what does Governor Baker think of this proposal? Well, on Tuesday, the day after he received the letter, the governor told the Standard Times of New Bedford that uh, the fishing industry's voice would not be lost in this discussion. All right. Thanks, Andy. Thank you. Statehouse Takeout is a production of the Statehouse News Service. And for a daily fix of Statehouse headlines, visit masterlist.com. Masterlist with two S's. Thanks again for listening. See you next week.